It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. Hope the weekend is going well for you on a Sunday morning. It is July the 9th and coming up this morning, as always, we've got the seven days of real estate and we kicked it off on Monday with Jamie Morris located on Phillip Island in Victoria and we found out about her area and then of course on Tuesday we had the RBA decision to just pause and wait. Nicola Powell, the senior research analyst from Domain was here. She was talking about future predictions for the next financial 2024 year and there was some good news if it comes true. Also highlights from a recent domain report that Nicola broke down for us. We also spoke to Tara Kelly from Brisbane and Will Johnson from Darwin about the post-RBA decision and some of the pain and what is likely to happen in their areas. Our good friend Matthew Hughes, the founder and managing director of Capital Property Advisory there in Perth, he was in to talk about the way East Coast property investors should be approaching the Perth market. So that is all on the way with seven days of real estate. Perhaps today being July the 9th, is your birthday. If it is, happy birthday. You're in pretty good company. First off, Courtney Love is sharing her birthday with you. She's turning 59. Jimmy Smits, if you're old enough to remember LA Law, he is turning 67. And Kelly McGillis, she was the girlfriend in Top Gun for Tom Cruise. She's celebrating a birthday. She's turning 66. Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street, made into a movie by Martin Scorsese. He's turning 61. And everybody's friend, Tom Hanks, is on the birthday calls. And Tom is turning 67 today. It's the main centre forecast. And it's a Sunday. Let's check on your weather around the country. Great news if you are in Sydney expecting sunny blue skies today. A high of 18 degrees. Unfortunately in Melbourne one or two showers and the temperature just gets to 15. Brisbane expecting blue skies with 22. And in Perth expecting showers to develop for your Sunday and high of 19. From investment strategies to market analysis, know your property with us on the Real Estate Podcast. Absolutely it is, yes. The council have big plans for Phillip Island and and making it that more comfortable living. So it's really exciting to see things happening down here and, you know, the hot springs will be a huge bonus as well. Get the tourists down here. Yeah, and how has that been going? Like the, the tourist numbers over the last 12 months, have you noticed that people have been infiltrating into your area? Absolutely, yes. They're certainly holidaying local again, which has been fantastic for for the streetscape and for the local cafes, restaurants. It's been awesome to see them all back up and running. 
Indeed. Now, tell us a little bit about the market, because I think the market has settled a little bit. It's come back to a bit of a more of a normal sort of playing field. Is that a fair comment? Absolutely. Yes, we we had our huge growth period during COVID, everybody getting out of Melbourne and uh, it has continued to stay that way. People still working from home, having that flexibility. It's been a really interesting 12 months of real estate down here where things are still holding really strong. The prices themselves, you've had a drop of around about 10% in the market, but that drop of 10%, that came after double in terms of what happened after COVID. So everything is probably in an equilibrium state of affairs. Definitely, yes. Yeah, you're still in a really good position. And uh, for those who have owned down here for a long time, you're still in a great spot there. And you're doing private sales as opposed to auctions. So how have those private sales been going? Yes, they've been holding strong also. So yeah, as I mentioned, just the longer days on market. But aside from that, we're still working with multiple buyers at times. So still that aspect of demand for the lifestyle. Grab your weekly dose of inspiration to help build a real estate portfolio. We talk to the best in the business every day. Learn from the professionals and know your property with us. Good morning. Absolutely. So what we're expecting is that the RBA could potentially be in a position in the first half of next year to actually cut interest rates, which I think is probably um, what we're all wanting to hear, given the number of uh, rate hikes that we have experienced over the last 12 months or so. Now, back to your recent report, Nicola, was there anything thing that really stood out for you that you can share with us this morning? Absolutely. I think, you know, when you've been, I've been analysing the property market for, you know, roughly about a decade now. I've really dedicated my career to property, but also demographics. And I think there's always things that, that jump out in particular reports. And I think, you know, what we've done here is look at a, look at a forecast of property price, both for houses and units over this financial year. And we've actually used behavioural data uh, in this as well to really help uh, create a robust uh, model to give us the best prediction that we can and uh, in terms of forecasting where property prices are going to go. Largely speaking, the take-home message was that Australia is going to be in a well-established recovery of price over this financial year. We are going to see that focus going back to our capital cities rather than in those regional markets that we really saw accelerate uh, during that pandemic upswing. But we're going to see the recovery in price really being led by Sydney. We're actually predicting that Sydney house prices could see growth between 6 and 9 percent for house prices over this financial year. And for unit prices, they could see an increase between two and five percent. Now, in terms of that recovery, what are some of the reasons for it to go up? Yeah, and there are quite a few different reasons. And this is the thing, all of these things uh, can change. And we've seen, you know, the overall economic outlook change very rapidly over the last uh, 12 months as a result of that cash rate moving higher and higher. But one of the things, there are a few of the things that are going to be supporting upward pressure on price is firstly, population growth. 
Population pressures will drive housing demand. And we've done research that proves actually population growth is one of the biggest uh, drivers of demand and property price cycles. So they put upwards pressure uh, on uh, prices. And when you look at uh, the budget and net overseas migration, last financial year and this financial year are expected uh, to be at a record high. So that means just over this financial year alone, just to house net overseas migration, we need about 130,000 extra dwellings across Australia, which is a significant amount of new dwellings needed. And we know that most of the people arriving from overseas go to New South Wales, Victoria and Queensland. You know, they, they do see the lion's share of people arriving from overseas. The caveat I would say with net overseas migration, most overseas migrants do rent upon arrival. But we've also got to consider here our rental markets are extraordinarily tight. And what that means for those that are in the financial position, they may actually edge straight into the sales market because the rental market is, is so competitive Australia-wide at the moment, a few caveats in some of the capital cities where conditions are starting to ease. But some of the other reasons are construction. We've got construction headwinds. We've seen costs blow out in terms of building uh, houses, building apartments. And really, that's had a slowdown industry-wide across the construction sector. And that is going to worsen a pre-existing housing undersupply. We are your local source for unbiased expert insights into the world of real estate. We are not a real estate company. Our only objective is to help you better understand the real estate market. Look, I have to say I was a little surprised. Um, I did sort of forecast there to be another rate rise. Don't want to be negative, but I don't see it holding. I see that there's there'll be a couple more rate rises um, in the coming months for sure. And what about you, Will? Yeah, it certainly appears that the RBA are just taking a wait and see approach, but much the same as Tara, you, you would expect the uh, the interest rates to continue to rise and uh, inflation still uh, a real issue that, that needs to be addressed around the country, which um, you know interest rates is the lever to pull. I think that's fair to say. I think a lot of the economists are predicting it and how we didn't actually have one yesterday is a little bit of a mystery. But are you hearing in your market of people that are really stressed at the moment? Yeah, for sure. There, there are a lot of people that are stressed. We're sort of dealing with high emotions every um, weekend with auctions. But in, in saying that, people know it's coming now. I think we're getting used to the fact that every month, you know, there is a rise. So I think people are geared up to either have a plan to offload their property, maybe downsize. I think whilst it is painful and people are stressing, we also are educated and know that we have to have a plan moving forward. There's, there's, it's out of our control. So most people are, um, are not putting their head in the sand. They are, they are forming a plan. And what about in the far north up in uh, Darwin there, Will? What's going on in your market with regard to pain with these rate rises? Yes, certainly interest rates is is a topic of discussion at you know for for all parts of the residential market here. A positive for us, particularly in Darwin, is that we didn't quite reach the peaks of the market that we've seen on the east coast through the latest sort of COVID inflationary boom. Uh, we still haven't reached the peak of the market, which was sort of around 2014 here in in Darwin. So so from that point of view, that there's not as much pain as what's being seen on the east coast. But you know, without doubt, you know, jumping from 
sub 2% on in fixed interest rates up to 55 to 6%, you know, it's certainly starting to, to pinch the market here. And the run into Christmas would suggest that that's going to continue. And whilst Darwin is the most affordable capital city in the country, you know, that is a positive, but interest rates will, will continue to hurt those that are already in a mortgage. Nice little plug for Darwin there, Will. You slipped that in. And (laughs) let's have a look at the auctions because they're performing pretty well, Tara, at the moment. It shows that people are out there contesting strongly for quality properties over the last few months. And what have you been seeing there in Brisbane with regard to all of that and the way that people are really showing up? They're really turning up to own properties uh, come auction day. Yeah, exactly that. Where um over the last few months, I mean, we we really flattened out, you know, sort of late last year, early this year, but the last few months have shown positive growth in the auction space. I mean, we've had in Brisbane CBD sort of where I work in 10k radius, we've had sort of four to six average registered bidders per auction on a Saturday, which is a lot a long way forward from where we were six months ago. I think um you're seeing that good property is getting the crowds, they're getting the registered bidders. And I think also sellers are sort of coming down in their expectations of, you know, the boom prices and realising we're not there and being more realistic. I mean, we're not seeing yet a huge decrease in property values. We're seeing it hold quite steady. One thing we are seeing is, you know, there is there is a few people selling and downsizing. Yeah, it's, it's all positive, even though it is negative. We're still seeing really great stuff out there for our buyers and sellers. And what about you? there, Will, what are you seeing in terms of buyer behaviour at this time? Certainly seeing the flight to quality with construction costs still you know, really tricky to manage and, and you know, labour shortages around the country are, are well highlighted. Uh, we're certainly having that that impact here in Darwin with some big infrastructure projects on. So, you know, the completed home, which has had the full renovation compared to the place which still needs work, it was really, it's almost separating out as a two-tier market. Uh, and we're certainly seeing less properties on the market as well with, you know, with the, with the supply side slowing down and, and construction costs quite high, you know, those that are on the market and are well presented and, and really primed for that marketing campaign, there's still some really strong results in the market, which, you know, with unemployment so low um, and, you know, people still earning a good income whilst interest rates are hurting, that the time difference to, to renovate and the hassle of finding a builder is is really being seen in the marketplace, which we think that will probably continue and, and, we, and we can't see that huge supply piece really catching up for the demand just at the moment. It's like diving into a treasure trove of real estate gold nuggets just waiting to be explored with us on The Real Estate Podcast. Yeah, look, a big a big chunk of what we're doing at the moment is East Coast investors. A lot of them are savvy enough to understand that it is a different market. They're not here with boots on the ground to be able to go and view properties and do the, the required inspections. So engaging a professional obviously adds value. Um, but whilst buyer's agency is growing in popularity, not everyone sees the value in, in paying whatever fee the buyer's agent charges. Many are still choosing to go it alone, often from the other side of the country, which can be hazardous. Often you've got investors that perhaps have a little bit of knowledge, but not enough local knowledge to be able to execute a good acquisition. Perhaps they don't know how to do their own research to the level you need to, and don't have a comprehensive enough due diligence process to get the right sort of outcomes that we would be able to achieve for a client. So whilst some investors can go it alone, um, most of them are probably following the herd to a degree into suburbs, like I mentioned earlier, and that can have some, uh, some 
wouldn't say disastrous, but some negative outcomes over the long term if you're buying the wrong property in the wrong suburb. Yeah, and property data and knowing the market, of course, it is just so crucial when buying any property. And are you seeing any mistakes from investors who, as you say, buy without that professional help in a city that could be unfamiliar to them? Yeah, absolutely. Look, looking at data is obviously important and we do that ourselves, but not analysing all of the data and not overlaying it with either local knowledge or knowledge of local planning policies can be quite hazardous for investors. We're seeing that East Coast investors, if they are acting alone, they're often buying something sight unseen. They're submitting cash offers with very minimal clauses in an attempt to make their offer as strong as possible and secure a property. But what they're doing is they're often overpaying. Uh, they're often taking on excess risk by not putting, um, making their contracts subject to being able to do the relevant inspections. Um, and that can lead to some, um, some negative outcomes post-settlement when they find that they didn't pick up on certain things that we would have pre-settlement. Yeah, picking up on things because every market plays out differently when it comes to understanding and reading a market with accuracy. And that's the word to sort of think of this morning, investors, if you're listening this morning. So, Matthew, what are some of the key gold nuggets that you can pass along this morning to the investors listening? If you're not using a professional on the ground over here, um, you want to develop the right negotiation strategy. Um, you want to try and build relationships with agents. You want to have a, a fairly thorough due diligence process pre and post per, uh, getting a property under offer. Um, and then if you are swinging and missing, which is quite common in the market at the moment, don't get frustrated, don't get emotional, don't go and overpay, overpay on the next one just to get in the market. Whilst it is important to be have some tempered aggression in order to get into the market, um, be patient and don't be blinded by what you might see as a, as a fantastic scenario at the moment with very high yields and affordable properties and buy the wrong property, which could have some downside risk in a softer market. What we are seeing is that people are buying cheap properties. The yields are fantastic. They could be 6 or 7%, but they're not really looking forward to the next cyclical downturn, uh, which is coming, obviously, whether it's two, three, four years from now, it is going to happen. There will be more rentals available on the market and a 6% yield on the wrong property or in the wrong suburb or pocket of a suburb can turn into 3% quite quickly. So if you're not planning it or looking ahead and understanding that, and if you're not financially able to support that drop in cash flow, you might find yourself selling that property in that soft market, which is a, obviously a very negative outcome. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 